They say Rome wasn't built in a day. You know what's cool? Neither were you. Welcome to Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Welcome everyone to another episode of Kingdom Speak. We are ready to speak the kingdom today. We're going to do an instant podcast today. We're going to try something different. An instant podcast? Nope, nope. That's legal, however. <laughs> an instant podcast. You know what's neat is we're done. We can, there we go. We hope done. you enjoyed it. <laughs> Subscribe. Rate, review. There it is. We're talking today about short-term versus long-term and how we like everything to be instant. Well, that's an earmark of the society, isn't it? Instant potatoes. Yeah, absolutely. Just add water. <laughs> and the farmer Just... probably looks at that and says, there's nothing instant about potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> Have I ever told you about where I think uh, powdered milk came from? No. Share with me. Oh, man. Should we put this behind the paywall? Instant milk. So I'm on a missions trip in Ethiopia. It's about, I think, maybe 2,000. Degrees? That too. <laughs> yeah. And so um, my brother and I are riding along in like a caravan of vehicles as we have placed our lives into the hands of... Oh, you know it. These guys The best drivers. Us. Yeah. I don't know where we are, where we're going. And man, we are driving through the driest conditions. We have handkerchiefs tied around our face in the vehicle. Oh, you were wearing COVID masks. It's, <laughs> yes, it's where the idea came from. <laughs> and we look out on the horizon, and there is a herd of cattle. And they are just skin and bones. Mm-hmm. And there is not water within miles of that place. And it was at that moment that the Lord spoke to me. Mm. And he let me know that that is where powdered milk came from. <laughs> Mama's kind of dry. That's it. So just add water. Instant. Instant. Isn't that so true? That's how we live. Sorry, that was a bit off script there. but No, that's great. You started talking about that's the farmer and instant potatoes. So That is great. <laughs> I wonder if they do goat's milk the same way for all our loyal Kingdom Speak listeners. Yeah. Uh, Maybe. I don't know. I'm going to leave that one up to you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so definitely the flavor of the day is speed over development. Yeah. Yeah. Growth. How to instantly grow your Kingdom Speak podcast. If you uh, Google. You, you can purchase your followers. Mm. You can. Everybody wants maximum return on minimum investment. And they'd like it by Friday. Yeah. Is it here yet? Yeah. And, and that has become the, you know, I, I wish I could tell you. How many times I hear the knock on the on the office door mm -hmm. 
somebody comes in with a problem mm-hmm. that they've been working a long time. There's a to lot of layers where they're at. It's a big onion with a it lot is. of layers. It is. So they come in. I don't care what the situation is. You talking about Randy? I wasn't gonna reveal Randy. that, but seeing how you brought him up, Randy. Uh, smile, Randy. <laughs> Are you on camera? Smile, Randy. Nobody sees you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's part of your treatment. <laughs> okay. They, they've been working on getting in this financial mess. Yeah. Yeah. 25 finances. years. Yeah. There we go. Let's talk about that. 25 years, man. And so they come in and you look at them and you begin giving them to the best of your ability. Dave Ramsey like solutions to try to incrementally but here's the problem methodically reverse the trajectory of years worth of so getting into this I'm hearing you say if process gets you into a problem don't expect anything but process to get you out so you begin giving them solutions at that moment mm mm-hmm. And you say, now let's go home and cut up the credit cards and begin the process of spending less than you're making. And that's good advice right there, Kingdom Speak listeners. Yeah. And putting putting more on your credit card than you're spending. Mm-hmm. And they go home for seven days. Mm-hmm. And they try that. And they come back. <laughs> And they are so disappointed in me because they've been doing this for seven days <laughs> and I'm still in debt. Oh, man. They want an instant fix to a problem that is, and, and, and may, it may even be a generational problem. This may be a, this yeah. may be a trend. Mindsets. Yeah, yeah. A household trend. That really needs to be reversed. And so, boy, at that moment, we want Jesus to be all the miracle worker. Mm. Oh, yeah. And I, I believe that he is that. But I do not believe that we need to live so vicariously and so so um, careless. Short-sighted. There. Yeah. That Jesus has to keep miraculously delivering me from the problems that I am continuing to make mm. by the lack of that, of, of, of making long-term decisions. This works in religion as well. I just thought of the lame guy who said, just give me some alms, right? Mm. I just want to go, I want to go buy a McDouble and fries and I'll be back out here again tomorrow. <clears throat> yeah, and you can bring me something else. Yeah, and you can give me some money again tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I I don't know who I've I've accredited this. So, brother Booker, if you're listening, and this wasn't you that said it, we will give you a free oh opportunity to join our podcast. That's right. How many would like to hear from brother Booker? That's right. Raise your hand. Go ahead, rate, yeah. review, write it in the comments. Let That's us right. know. That's we right. want to hear from brother Booker. That's right. I have accredited this to Brother Booker. I do think it was him that I heard say it. 
But every decision that you make needs to be made mm-hmm. with 10 years in mind. Hmm. Boys so, and boys. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure if you said it or not, but I've accredited that to you. Mm-hmm. I have I've tried to use that as a model personally, and I've also tried to use that from a leadership perspective mm-hmm. in casting vision for the church. The true benefit or effect of that decision, mm-hmm. where will it put me 10 years from now? I think a common plague of our society mm-hmm. is that we're too short-sighted. We make the decisions for now, mm-hmm. and we don't think, how is this going to affect me down the road, the church down the road, my mm. family mm. down the road, my finances down the road, my children. Sorry. All right, so I have a question. All right. So are you saying if I want to buy a new Volkswagen Beetle, it's better for me to finance it for 10 years instead of seven? For sure. <laughs> for sure. Great. Thank you, Pastor. Yeah. Have you ever noticed? There's a prime example. <laughs> Have you ever noticed it's hard to get the final ticket price for a vehicle now? Bro, you can't get it. They want to tell you what it's going to cost you per month. Oh, yeah. Or, yeah. It's like $117 a week. Yeah. How I many in, weeks? I went into a, I think, a, is it Bass Pro in Moncton? Is that what's there? Yep. Bass Pro. Seen this nice pontoon. Oh, man. Boat, right? Mm-hmm. Beautiful sign here. I don't know how much it is. The only thing that it tells me is that it's, $159 a week. Yeah. For your life. And then you go ahead and figure out the amortization schedule. Oh, don't do that. And it's 25 years <laughs> at $159 a week. That's a long-term decision that is made in a moment. Man. And I get to hand that off to my son. It's a rust bucket by then, but Hang on to it, son. We only have four more years to pay for it. Yeah, the lead the lead on most products now is not the product or the specs of the product. It's financing available. Yeah, absolutely. It's everywhere. I get an email this week, finance the new iPad Pro. If you have to finance it, you uh. can't afford it. I'm not saying that about everything, but... For sure about an iPad. Here's the beauty of salvation. Salvation is one of the best short-term decisions that you can make. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And long-term decisions that you can make. Yeah, choose you this day. So you, you decide in a day, right? Peter, Mark, Mark records Peter saying, saying it this way in Mark chapter 10. He said, that that if you leave all you have and you begin following Jesus, there's nobody that's left a house, right. a brother, a sister, a father, a mother, a wife, children, lands, for my sake or for the gospels, that shall not receive, here's how salvation works, a hundredfold now in this time. Yeah. And in the world to come, eternal life. If you're wanting to know which decision you could make today that has the best the best impact on now and later, it's salvation. Hmm. 
Salvation, the, the ramifications and benefits of salvation are not just something that's felt way off in some eternal future, but we enjoy the benefits mm-hmm. of salvation in this day today. There's instant there's instant payback, isn't there? There is. It's cash back. There is. Yeah. So that's what keeps you in the game. Yeah. That That's is right. what keeps you in the game. There's got to be something you get right away. You un- Yeah. If I buy the car and I don't get to drive it, well. Here, here's, here's something. Would you look up scripture for me? Yeah. Exodus 34. Okay, while I'm looking, what's the, what's the long-term side of salvation? So you said there's the short-term and the long-term. So Eternal life. Right. So I'm thinking of the scripture where he said old things <clears throat> are passed away. And, and behold. behold. But yet, if I had, if I was addicted to eating, you know, chocolate bars, easy. Does it mean I'm just throwing that out there? Keep it to drugs. <laughs> okay. If I was addicted to terrible drugs, would that mean everything just goes away and I don't have any problems anymore with salvation? There's got to be a long-term thing there yeah. that lines up. Process. Yeah. So. Here's how salvation impacts you. Old things pass away. That's instant. Behold, all things become new. That's not instant. There is nothing instantaneous about becoming. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Becoming screams process. Mm -hmm. Process. Mm -hmm. So the beauty of salvation is, is that you come as a drug addict, you come as an alcoholic, you come Mm. from an abusive background, you come with your oppression. And at that moment, salvation cuts every one of those ties off of you in an instant. That's right. I believe that. That's right. But going forward, the new you is a becoming process. That's the discipleship. And that's what keeps you walking with God day to day. So that's what keeps you coming to Bible study. And that's what keeps you coming to discipleship class. And that's what keeps you coming every Sunday, after Sunday, after Sunday. 30 years in, you're still at it. Mm. Because there's nothing instant about becoming. And there's another whole topic there about we celebrate someone getting converted. But when's the last time you heard someone celebrate how long somebody has been a Christian? Yeah, and I think you know we're this we're, we're kind of we're kind of leaving the script here a we're bit. In, we're out, out, in the, out in the weeds here a bit. But in in my opinion, mm. the the perfect example of this is found in Genesis. Mm-hmm. God Himself mm-hmm. set the standard for what for how process is supposed to be celebrated. Let me say it that way. Yeah, okay. I know where you're going. Yes. yes. Day one, day two, day three, day four. Listen, the beauty of the world that we live in, even in its fallen state, he did not wait until day seven to say it is good. Yeah. But at the conclusion of each Mm -hmm. step of the process, Mm -hmm. God said it is good. What do you mean it's good? There's no birds yet. There's no fish yet. There's, mm. there's, there's no man yet. The completion of the purpose has not been attained yet. That's right. But he still said it's good. 
And you've got to learn to do that in the process of becoming a disciple mm. and becoming all that God has for you to become. You've got to learn when you just got dry water over here, or dry water, <laughs> when you got dry land over here <laughs> and water over here. Should we edit that as a blooper or leave it? We're going to leave dry, it. Sorry. Uh, see, I got to celebrate process. We're, we got dry land over here. We got water over here. We got mountains. That's right. Take a minute right there. Celebrate and relax. stop yeah. at the end of that day and go. It's good. There's yeah. no bald eagles, but it's good. Mm. And God sets that as the standard. If the only time you celebrate is when vision is accomplished or purpose is attained. Mm. If the only time you celebrate is when destinations are attained mm. and realized, then you're not going to do much celebrating in your life. It's true, huh? You're going to be a little bit depressed for most of your life. You got to celebrate the becoming, man. Mm. You gotta okay. Celebrate it. So back to that scripture. That was that was for free. What we just did right there. We're just going to throw that out there on the internet. Okay. All right. So you wanted Exodus. Exodus thirty-four, 34. verse okay. seven. Verse seven. Let's read this. Now this is not an Allen goat skin, but it'll do. It's because we already gave it away. This is yeah. two weeks old if news wanna, now. If you want to raise some money for us to get another goat skin, you can. Look us up. I'm kind of depressed. Can we finance an Allen Bible? <sighs> Exodus 34, 7. <laughs> it says, Keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, and that will by no means clear the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and upon the children's children unto the third and to the fourth generation. So God is generational. Definitely. Yeah, you see that everywhere in the Bible. God's eternal. So he sees the end from the beginning. Mm -hmm. We make so many decisions for the moment mm -hmm. when everything God does is rooted in eternity. And so he looks here and says... I'm going to visit iniquity mm -hmm. on up until the third and fourth generation. There are decisions that I can make in this generation. Mm -hmm. This is what this is what God's saying. Oh my. That the effects of that decision go three and four generations down. That's a long time. A long time. Poor pity the guy that's third generation. So I can literally be sitting here, my grandson, who has never met my grandfather, hmm. right, hmm. can be feeling the effects. Even my son, who has never met my grandfather, he's already deceased, could be feeling the effects of his immoral decisions, his wicked decisions, up to the third and fourth generation. It can be affected. Now, here's the exciting thing. You got to read another one. Go to oh, Psalms. Lord. Psalms 100. We're into the Bible today. Come on, we're diving in. We're diving Old in. school sword drill here. <laughs> Psalms 100. And verse 5 says, For the Lord is good, his mercy is everlasting. Whoa. Whoa. There's no third or fourth generation mentioned there. And his truth endureth to how many generations? 
one, three, three or two, four, three, <laughs> all generations, all generations, all generations. Luke also said it. We're not going to turn there, but it's Luke one and 50. He said, his mercy is on them that fear him from generation mm-hmm. to generation. So before we take this discussion to the next level, mm-hmm. this is a fundamental realization mm-hmm. that needs to dawn on everybody that's listening to this right here. Iniquity has a leash. It can only go three or four generations. That's right. But the mercy of God runs free. There wow. is no generational limitation to the mercy of God. Well, I'm Bible bombing this. There it is. So think about this. My grandpa comes to church. This is not yeah, this, this is, is not hearsay. This gets real, yeah. My grandpa comes to church. Mm-hmm. He told me and my dad repeatedly, you don't want to know what's in our past. Mm. Okay? Everybody, everybody that knows us mm. in recent history thinks that we're all a bunch of preachers and That's right. moral upstanding citizens. My grandpa, at 19 years of age, said, you don't want to know what I'm out running. Now, he could have handed off to my dad a leash. That's right. Which would have reached to me. Said, give this to your boy, yeah. And then would have said, hand this off to your son. Mm-hmm. Mm. Or he can go and in that moment, old things pass away. Mm-hmm. And he handed off to me something that flows from generation to generation. And that is the mercy of God. Don't be so short-sighted that you just live vicariously, Mm. enjoying the pleasures of sin for a season, but handing off something to the next generation that is literally going to plague them. Mm -hmm. They are going to inherit from the previous generation the weight of sin that you handed off to them or they can receive mercy. Yeah, that's incredible. What, what do you what do you want to be known for? Incredible, incredible. Well, it feel if it feels good, do it. Nah, not necessarily. So, do you think and obviously it does, but this gets into our mindset where you know, if you don't think you got to pay that pay back the credit card, that affects how many times you swipe it. Well, if your rescue, if, if, if your rescue plan for erratic financial behavior is bankruptcy, ugh. just let, let that sit for a second. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. if you have no intention of paying the fiddler, it, yeah. then, then you just keep buying new fiddles. <laughs> so, so as Christians, as apostolics, when we... When we become short-sighted, um, this this affects a lot more than just our finances. Oh, I wish it just affected finances. The eternal consequence, the eternal consequences of what we're talking about, cannot be overrated. We. Um, we often identify people. Mm-hmm. We identify people by their faults. 
oftentimes and not by their faith. Sadly, that's very true. Very true. And, you know, everybody, everybody wants to refer to David as the adulterer. I shouldn't say they want to, but... It gets brought the, up. It's, 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 it's continually brought mm-hmm. up. Mm-hmm. But yet, the man cut the stuff off in his generation. I'm not, I'm not trying to gloss over what he did. Mm. But he made decisions after that that Solomon appreciated. And you and I should appreciate because Jesus ultimately came through the loins. Mm. There was consequences. Of David. There was consequences immediately. Right. But he didn't hand off the consequence. He handed off mercy. No, and in fact, his son, you know, by building the temple, did things that he couldn't even do. So you could argue that he did more. So the generational momentum was there. And he built it with what David saved up. Yes, yes. He built it with what David saved up. Here's another guy, Samson. Mm. Samson. Whenever you're having the discussion about Samson, Mm. it almost inevitably goes like this. What a strong guy. What, What do you think the next word is? Well, he kind of messed up. But had a little moral problem there. An anointed guy, but had a little issue with the Philistine women. Okay, I'm not here again to gloss over that. But if we're not careful, we would look at the conclusion and the end of Samson's life, and we would ascribe the lack of maybe what we deem as conclusive victories Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we would ascribe it to his moral problems Mm -hmm. but there's a scripture that um saints we're going to go ahead and put book on it again that i want you to look up judges 13 and 5 genesis exodus leviticus numbers deuteronomy judges i got it judges you got it got it it's by the side that it's the one with the picture. What page it's got number? the guy standing there. Oh, gotcha. Long, long gotcha. hair and pillars. Gotcha. Yeah, that's the picture right there. His hair isn't that long. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a bit of a haircut in that picture. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. 13.5. For lo, thou shalt conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come upon his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite unto God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel. Okay, there it is. He shall begin begin to deliver. Mm -hmm. Here's, I I hope I don't cross too many theological swords here. Well, this is a way to get interaction online. (laughs) But I do not believe that Samson was called to finish anything as it relates to the Philistines. He was called to begin saving Israel from the hand of the Philistines. Wow. If, if, if we don't, if we don't factor in his calling, then we ascribe the decisions that he made to the lack of truly delivering Israel from the Philistines. That's exactly right, yeah. So you, you can't call him a failure if you 
understand what his true purpose was. Right. Yeah. Not that his moral problems weren't moral problems, mm -hmm. but it was that his call extended beyond the bookends of his physical life. So there are some visions, because yeah, we're yeah. coming back to the long-term effects, the mm -hmm. long-term effects mm -hmm. and, and, and the size of divine vision. The vision and the call that God had put on mm. Samson extended far beyond how long he was going to live. This was so big that it could only be started in one man's life. It was going to take another generation to finish it. Wow. Yeah. So go ahead and look at the amount of vision mm -hmm. throughout throughout the history mm -hmm. of, the, of the word of God. Moses started things he didn't finish. Mm -hmm. Abraham started things that he didn't finish. Mm -hmm. Moses brings the people out of Egypt, but he doesn't take them into the promised land. Abraham dies as the father to a son, but in his bosom is the promise that he's the father to a nation. Yeah, it's a galactic promise. Yeah. Out of the world. Yeah. Literally. And so, so when you when you tap into this, you begin realizing, number one, you become grateful for men in your life mm -hmm. that were willing to invest yes. in a vision that they would never live to see. I'm pastoring a church mm -hmm. that is still experiencing the benefits wow. of decisions made by men. Wow. That the full impact of, here, here it is, the full, the full impact of righteous decisions mm -hmm. It takes generations mm -hmm. to really fully mm -hmm. realize the impact of that decision. Man, this John the Baptist just screams to me like, how many people when they saw the head on the platter would have said, oh, wow, this is terrible. John the Baptist has... What a failure. Ugh, right? That's, what a flunky. It would go viral, you know? The up and coming... He had crowds in the wilderness, and now yeah. look, his head is cut off. Yeah. Not when you understand his purpose. Right. What was driving Samson with no eyes? Avenge me. I want to at least die mm. with starting what I've been called to do. I want to start the deliverance process of Israel being set free from the oppression of the Philistines. If he'd have been so short-sighted, short he would allowed he would have allowed the decisions that he made mm -hmm. that ultimately ended up putting him in the situation that he was in. Yeah. The consequences of those. Mm -hmm. And he would have just sat in the jail cell and been led out every day and ground at the mill. But man, there was something beaten inside the chest of Samson saying, I know I messed up, but boy, I don't want to hand this off to the next generation. I want to get the ball rolling. And if, if you look at it that way, when he got his chance, he had one opportunity and he capitalized on it. Boy, he did. And God worked with him. Yeah. yeah. Let me feel this one more time. One more time, right? Let me experience this one more time. It's like he was refocused in his mind. Okay, this is what well, I was, was supposed to he do. He was refocused even though he didn't have any eyes to yeah. see. Yeah. 
So you either think about that when you're grinding or you go into depression. Yeah. Or you say, you know what, if I get another chance. But I think what happens is Abraham made mistakes. Moses made mistakes. David made mistakes. Definitely. Samson made mistakes. Definitely. The odd apostolic preacher in this generation has made <laughs> mistakes. The odd leader makes mistakes. But when you buy into the fact that I'm not going to let my mistakes and the consequences of them be handed off to the next generation. I'm not handing the next generation a leash. I want them to inherit mercy. So I'm going, I'm going to make decisions that affect the next generation. I don't think we can move on without, without really talking about Samson's parents. All right. Before we all jump down Samson's throat, Mm -hmm. about the moral scoundrel that he was, we got to understand the generation he was born in. He's born into the reign of the judges. Every man was doing that which was right in his own eyes. Yeah, he had a lot of nasty company. No moral compass. His mama and daddy were barren. They were barren. And I think there's a key... Let me find the scripture. Well, even the one that you read, Judges 13. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's at Shall that moment. And bear a son. You're going to conceive. You're going to bear a son. Mm -hmm. But there has to be an adjustment. Yes, yes, yes. Mama, you got to stop doing what you're doing. Your life is fixing to change. Listen, when you're barren and you've got nobody following you, and you make decisions for the moment, and you party hard, and you live vicariously, and you make, you make frivolous, for-the-moment decisions. But what did that angel have to tell her? You're going to have to start changing your lifestyle, because now I'm going to be raising something up, a seed. I'm raising a seed mm -hmm. that's going to be coming after you. There is a danger. There's a danger. That's why where there is no vision, the people perish. Why? Because they make decisions for the moment. But the moment that you're impregnated with vision and future is the moment that mama has to start curbing her drinking problem. Life changes. <laughs> no strong drink. No strong drink. Why? You're carrying a world changer. You're carrying a deliverer that's going to start something that will forever impact the future of Israel. And so you got to change how you live. The moment that the church, the moment that the church only lives for one generation is the moment she starts making stupid decisions. Yeah. Foolish decisions. Short-sighted decisions. Yeah. Okay, think Hezekiah. Yeah. Hezekiah. He gets healed and woo, everything's great, man. Mm -hmm. And some guys come from Babylon and they say, we want to see what you got here, man. Show us the place. Mm -hmm. Show us the place. Mm. And you got to look up. You got to look up that scripture in Isaiah. Look it up. Isaiah 39 and verse number seven. And while you're going there, when Isaiah heard that Hezekiah had opened the coffers just hmm. to flaunt. This is the valuables that we have. 
Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's some things that Babylon doesn't need to know the church has. Mm-hmm. There's some valuables that they don't even need the right to observe mm-hmm. them. But I want you to notice what Isaiah says to him in verse number seven. Yes. And of thy sons, so he's talking to Hezekiah here. Yes. And of thy sons that shall issue from thee. Okay. Don't that that's it. Of thy sons that shall shall issue from thee. From thee. There is which thou shalt beget. Right. So what the right. In other words, they don't already have them. Right. Mm-hmm. So here we go again. We have the case of a Samson's mama here. We have a case of no children, and so it's affecting our decision-making. We are too short-sighted because we don't have a future. Oh, so you're saying he was flexing without ever thinking about his future. Right. Yeah. He wasn't thinking, how's this going to affect my son? Yeah. Because he didn't have a son. Wow. Hmm. He's hit, And so pride overtakes him, and it begins to affect the equilibrium of his decision-making. And he starts flaunting what he's got. And Isaiah says, what are you thinking, Hezekiah? This decision is going to affect the sons that you will have. And they will take them. Now, read verse 8, because this is one of the most troubling statements that a leader can make then said hezekiah to isaiah good is the word of the lord which thou hast spoken he said moreover for there shall be peace and truth in my days <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah don't worry about the kids <laughs> swipe the card yeah get the pontoon boat yeah they'll pay for it don't worry about it as long as as it's okay in my day. God forbid that that attitude gets a hold of the apostolic church. Hmm. Bro, you got to make decisions with, with at least 10 years in mind. You got to make decisions as, as apostolic leaders, as the leader of your home, Mm -hmm. as a new convert, You've just experienced old things passing away in an instant. Let me encourage you. Start making decisions now that your grandkids are going to go. Man, I am so glad that grandpa made his way to an altar and changed how he lived. I'm so thankful that my pastor didn't change how he was preaching and and, and he didn't open up the valuables in the storehouse Hmm. to Babylon just to flaunt them, but he had me in mind. God forbid that that ever comes off of my lips. Good is the word of the Lord which has been spoken. God is going to be good in my day. As long as I've got peace in my day, I'm okay. The lack of a downline, the lack of children, the lack of long-term decision-making really affected Hezekiah at that moment. That is incredible. That is incredible. The presence of vision is really what keeps you realizing that your decisions affect your tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That isn't. It really, it really. When you when you think about this stuff that we're talking about, a lot of this is so counterculture. 
Yeah. And now, now we're the, you know, you can, you life insure the financial burden so that instead of just deciding, deciding to pay for something, you just say, well, hopefully if I don't pay for it by the time that I die, well, good luck, Johnny. Just know that I enjoyed this boat. Yeah. Because short minded people, short minded people, they, they don't see the benefit of making the right decision or the danger of making the wrong one. So they, at that moment, they begin, let, let, let me, let me bring it, let me dial it in a little, little closer than just pontoon boats. Are you going to make it real? I'm telling you one, one of the, one of the most, one of the most serious and disheartening conversations a pastor can have is with someone that is flirting with backsliding. Yeah. And to hear them try to analytically explain how they're going to get back. Hmm. And they think they're going to beat the effects of that decision. I mean, nobody in history has ever been able to do it. But I'm going to be the anomaly, and I'm going to get back. Wow. And I'm, I'm, going to, I'm going to be able to reverse the curse. I'm just going to go enjoy this for a while, and then I'm going to come back. So they don't think there's judgment for their actions that's going to happen? Like, I, you're rolling the dice? Yeah, and again, it's, it's just so short-sighted. That's like saying I'm going to use drugs, but I'm not going to get addicted. Yeah, yeah. So... Let me just throw this out right now. If there's a backslider that happens to stumble onto this podcast, mm. they need to make another decision. Mm. You already are saying amen to what I just said because mm. you've already said, I wish I wasn't where I am mm. and I wish I could get back. And if, if it logically would have worked out how you planned it to be to, to, to play out. You'd already been back in church. Mm -hmm. So I'm telling you right now, you need to get up from that pig pen mm -hmm. and you need to make your way back to daddy's house because while you've made some decisions that weren't right and there's short-term consequences for it, there's been some people back at daddy's house making long-term decisions and they've kept the cow fat and we're ready to party. Come on back home. You don't Amen. want to hand the decisions, the consequences of this decision off to the next generation. Give them some mercy. Yeah. Give well, them some mercy. What? Why not hand off mercy instead of judgment? Yeah. Yeah. It's waiting. It's, it's there. It's available. Solomon said... Mm -hmm. That the effects, hmm, this is so good. <laughs> the effects of short-sighted, short-term thinking hmm. is that when people look and they see that a sentence against an evil work is not executed speedily, that's right. Then their heart just goes back to you, being more wicked. You double down. Oh, yeah, I got off. Yeah, I stole five dollars out of the cookie jar. I'm gonna go for the whole cookie jar this yeah, time. Yeah, exactly. Right. 
and 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 the propensity is because you don't factor in the effects of what you're doing mm-hmm. over the lifespan of that of the consequences of that decision. You just keep you, you the trajectory keeps dropping. It it just keeps getting worse. You're testing worse God and worse. Right? That's what you're doing. Yes. You're yes. you're just trying him. You're pushing, you're pushing, you're pushing. Man, you gotta I gotta read the rest of this. I didn't want to for time's sake, but listen. It's Ecclesiastes eight. Mm-hmm. Though a sinner do evil a hundred times and his days be prolonged, yet surely I know that it shall be well, shall be long term. That's right. Shall be. Shall be. Some, it's gonna take some time. The end pays off. Mm-hmm. It shall be well with them that fear God. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which fear before him, but it shall not be well. Long-term, it's not going to be well with the wicked. Neither shall he prolong his days, which are as a shadow, because he feareth not before mm-hmm. God. Mm-hmm. It's not going to end well. Make decisions that end well. Make decisions that end well. He that endureth to the end the same shall be saved sin has has pleasure in it for a season but man you don't want to be at the end of the road and you've been playing on team sin it doesn't end well and it's got to be it's got to be super bad to be that next generation that just gets this boatload of stuff bro and the you look back at your parents and like, man, if they were here right now, I'd oh, like to. God. Listen, I would know right now what my grandpa was talking about if he wouldn't have walked to an altar at 19 years of age. Yeah, you would know. Exactly. I would know. Mm-hmm. I would know every detail of what my grandpa was talking about. But because he made that decision, I don't have a clue what is even in my past. That's massive. Generational. That's the power of salvation. Mm-hmm. And that's the power of making a decision with the long-term effects in mind. Mm-hmm. I'm just telling you, I don't, I don't know why I even feel to say this again, but if somebody's listening to this that's flirting with, I got enough time mm to do this and get back or to make this decision and then get back. Oh, just, just ask yourself, what, what are my grandkids going to think of the decision that I'm fixing to make right now? Mm. What, what, what would they think? And, and but I, you can't make that decision thinking like that. You won't make that decision. Yeah. You're, it's in, you're incapable of doing that. You won't make that decision. No. So you were just saying about, relationships and about how if you you know ask yourself about your grandchildren so you can take that negatively but there's a positive side of saying the things that i'm going to do that my grandchildren will oh that's the takeaway man right that's the takeaway it's it's talking about the benefits of making the right decisions and one good decision, as you go generationally, it seems to exponentially, exponentially grow. Okay, so let's go back to let's go back to what we started with with 
with visiting the iniquities for three or four generations mm -hmm. and mercy being generational. Mm -hmm. The effects of, of my grandfather's bad decision mm -hmm. would stop with my son. Eradicated. Now, his son would be experiencing the, the decisions, if they're negative, mm -hmm. of what my dad did. So your bad decisions affect four generations, mm. but your good ones man. go forever, man, mm -hmm. forever. There will be people that are grateful for the decisions that you made mm -hmm. that may not even know your name. Mm. They may not even have your picture, but they are living mm -hmm. in the overflow of what you've done. Let me, let me just throw this in. Hebrews 7 says, that Levi paid tithes mm -hmm. to Melchizedek. Mm -hmm. No, he didn't. He wasn't even alive. But it goes on to say that because he was in the loins of Abraham. That's right. That he did. So here, a decision made by his forefather affected what was happening to him. Mm -hmm. It was generational. Mm -hmm. He was literally getting the impact when Abraham was paying tithes to Melchizedek, Levi got credit for what Abraham gave to Melchizedek. And all these years later, he's receiving tithes because Abraham paid tithes. Still flowing. To Melchizedek. <laughs> Why wouldn't you want to tap into something that's generational like that? Yeah, you're, it, it's a flow that continues. It's a flow that continues, and it's like the flow that... Flo that, that that leaves under the door of the tabernacle, the farther that it gets from the source, the deeper it gets. Exactly. The wider it gets. Exactly. It's not just ankle deep. That's right. There's future generations that will swim in what you start. Mm -hmm. What an encouragement, man. Oh, man. That works in relationship too, doesn't it? For sure. You can't replace an old friend with a new one. No. It takes time to make an old friend. Put the value on somebody that you've been friends with, a true, legitimate friend. There's no way somebody you just meet, you don't get those benefits. You don't have the benefit of, of the doubt with a new friend. You don't have that reputation. You don't have... Well, the trust. Yeah. Yeah. So you got to think long-term with friendships, too. You do. You don't want to be that guy that just... I don't like you, Randy. See you later. Right? Yeah. I I know that we've referenced this before, but it it it's alarming when I see somebody and the oldest friend they have is someone that, that's been a friend with them for three or four years. You, you better watch your back in that in that wow. circle. You're next. Oh yeah. <laughs> as soon as he finds another arrow. You you come leaving. <laughs> Man, David and Jonathan, mm -hmm. I think, really encapsulate everything that we've been talking about here. The value of right decisions, mm -hmm. the mitigating of the impact of wrong decisions, and how it affects future generations. So David and Jonathan, their soul was knit. It was knit. The love that they had was above the love of, of a woman. They, they had a covenantal relationship 
even though Jonathan knew David was going to sit technically on his throne, Mm -hmm. it never affected their relationship. And so as things spin out of control, in, in in a moment of conflict, Jonathan's son, Mephibosheth, as a child is dropped. That is totally beyond his control. He has nothing. He has nothing that he can add or subtract from this moment. It's a moment mm-hmm. of terror. I don't believe that it was even intentional on, on the part of the midwife. But it was an accident. And he inherited a handicap from one generation. Mm-hmm. So now I'm picking up this handicap from this generation and it's affecting how I walk in this one. It's affecting my mobility in this one. And so that's what Mephibosheth received from the previous generation was a handicap. That's right. A handicap. But Jonathan and David, his daddy had a relationship. Mm -hmm. And that relationship also spanned the generational gap. And so David is sitting in his palace one day, and he says, man, is there anybody left in the house of Jonathan? There's got to be somebody that's still here that I could honor and that I could bless and that I could I could repay. He still had that connection. Yeah. Yeah. You can feel it reading yeah. the story. Yeah, you know it. Yep. And they said, well, there's one guy that's got a handicap. And, you know, that, that, that wasn't someone that was brought into the presence of a king. Mm. But here's the good news. The relationship that Jonathan had forged with the king Mm -hmm. lasted, and the effects of that relationship lasted longer than the lifespan of Jonathan. And so his son is now going to enjoy the benefits of that relationship that his daddy had with the king. And at that moment... Here's the power of this moment. Relationship trumps Mm -hmm. handicap. Mm -hmm. Relationship, it it bridges a gap Mm. that handicap would otherwise have blown up. There was a chasm there. And now you got a boy that inherited a handicap from a previous generation sitting at the table of a king. That's right. And he's got his boy now, whose name is Micah. Who has to be saying, Daddy, why are we here? I mean, (laughs) this is a pretty fine place. Mm -hmm. We're here because my dad had a relationship with the king. Old friends. The best thing that I can hand off to my son is a relationship with the king of kings. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There may be handicaps that he picks up from, from, from accidental droppings, from Mm -hmm. even careless decisions that are made. But if I can hand off a relationship to the king, the benefits and effects of that decision will keep my son at the table with the king. So the greatest encouragement that we could could give anybody as we're closing this podcast Mm -hmm. now is that especially if you're a first-generation apostolic, get a relationship with the king. There's going to be times you fall. There's going to be times you fail. There's going to be times you make wrong decisions. But don't get caught up in just making decisions for the moment. Mm -hmm. 
but develop those relationships and make those decisions that that buy into the long-term benefit of serving God. Mm-hmm. And your kids will thank you and your grandkids will thank you. And there'll be people thanking you if God tarries after you're long dead and gone because they will still be feeling the effects of that decision that you made. You don't have to hand them off the effects of a handicap. You can hand them off the effects of a, and the benefits mm-hmm. of a relationship. Which do you think they would rather receive? Man, it's pretty cool if you're the guy receiving it. Like you said, you're sitting at the table looking around. Pretty No other reason why you should be here besides that your dad was friends with the king. Man, the haters are going to hate on That's that. it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. My dad had a relationship with the king, and that's why I'm at this table. I've seen, I seen this, and, and God's... God's been good to me, and I'm, I'm, I have the privilege of pastoring a generational church. Mm. And I'll never forget, probably a year, year and a half ago, we, I was sitting by my dad, and the man that is our youth pastor, Brother Kent Burgoyne, was leading a service and the Holy Ghost was moving and he was weeping and crying and and God was using him in a, in a powerful way. And my dad looked at me and he said, that right there is Donnie Edgar. Donnie Edgar would be this boy's grandpa, I think, if I've got, if I've got mm-hmm. it right. He died young. There's no way Brother Burgoyne has ever met him. But my dad was this man's pastor and said that he would pray and weep and cry and intercede. Hmm. And so here is a man, my dad, looking at the scope of what his grandpa was and what his mama was and now what he is. And he sees the continuity the same way that Paul looked at Timothy and said, I, That's right. I seen it in your grandmother, I seen it in your mother, and I see that you've got it in you also. It is amazing to me that he could pick up the same spirit, the same flow, the same favor, the same benefit mm-hmm. that his grandpa had, and they never even met each other. Mm-hmm. That's how the kingdom of God works. It's a flow that starts, and the farther it gets from the source, the deeper it gets and the more powerful it gets. So cut up the credit cards. Quit living vicariously. Don't backslide. Mm. Don't think you can be the exception. If you're, having a, if you're having a rough time and you're going through a season, I understand that there's pleasure in sin for a season. But it's only a season, mm-hmm. and seasons always come to pass. Invest in something that's never going to go away. Invest in that which is eternal. Endure to the end. You're going to be saved, and you're going to enjoy a hundredfold in this life and eternal life in the one to come. You've heard the pastor today encourage you 
Now let me encourage you. What are your future plans for the next generation? Hopefully it includes telling them about the greatest podcast you've ever heard in your life. And that would be, you guessed it, Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop. Couldn't resist. Thank you for this. Thank you for this opportunity for me to encourage your future generations. That being Uh, said, uh, how can you help us out? You can help us out by subscribing. So whether you think it makes a difference or not, it does. Do you realize we're charting in the top 70 in the USA right now in religious podcasting? And that's because of you. So help us gain more momentum and pass all of these other terrible podcasts by liking, subscribing. We're going to beat these algorithms one listener at a time. So YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're joining us from, If you're just joining, make sure you stop right now and subscribe. Tell a friend about us, and we certainly appreciate all you're doing to help us grow. Well, that's it for this week. We will chat again soon on Kingdom Speak with Pastor Daniel McKillop.